like what would I tell other people out there who like want to you know pursue something or be an entrepreneur grit is so important but also keeping a growth mindset you're listening to the mouthwash podcast guys it's uh alex again with mouthwash podcast uh i feel like i always do the intro so because maybe you should do it next time but you guys always pass it over to me you're just good at it i feel like it just feels natural people are ready to hear your voice i don't know i i don't know i just feel like i kind of just get tossed into it every single time but whatever um yeah how's your week i mean it's monday so doing great so far woke up early met you for coffee Right. I actually went home, made a green smoothie. I've never been more LA and just like sat in the sun for a little bit before work. Dang, you're really changing out here, aren't you? <laughs> I know. Um, cool. Um, today we're talking to uh, kind of a friend of mine, uh, somebody I've been connected with online for a while. His name is Andy McCune. Um, I'm ex- super excited to talk to him. Uh, he is the co founder of an app called Unfold. Um, which is probably something you guys have seen before. If you're listening to this, anybody that has like some creatively designed Instagram story um, is probably using the app that Andy helped create. Um, he also uh, curates an Instagram and, and Twitter account called Earth, which has been used for travel, from what I understand is um, used as like a travel agency essentially in some way, but I guess I'll let him talk about that. Um, so Andy, what's up, man? Hey, thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, dude. How's, uh, how's New York treating you? It's good. Um, just trying to catch up after the long weekend, but um, it's good, man. It's good. We we got like an inch of rain today, so it's a little nasty Dang out, rain, but snow. Um, making it. No snow yeah. yet? It was funny. We, uh, had, we had some snow last week. Mm, it was yeah. pretty nasty, but luckily I'm, I'm headed to Tulum in the morning, so um, I'm, I'm in a pretty good headspace. Escaping nice. it. Yeah, kind of getting away from it all. It was funny this morning, uh, you were just talking about like coming off the holiday break and uh, you're like, yeah, you're like, oh shoot, like I thought it was at 7 a.m. Pacific t- or Eastern time or whatever. I was like, no, bro, it's like tonight you can chill. It's all right. Bro. <laughs> so funny. Well, yeah, I'm like 10 p.m. on 10 p.m. on a Monday. This is brutal, but um, I'm yeah. still excited to be here. And um, I know, I know this is how we have to make it work with you guys in LA. So I love it. You guys are totally. grinding. Cool, man. Yeah, we're out here making it work after work, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So uh, for I think I think uh, one thing that we've really let people do is like as we're kind of jumping into a season of people who are more creatively entrepreneurial as opposed to just like pure artists in a way, um, just kind of like giving people an understanding of where you've come from and what you do now, uh, what your background looks like, uh, I think would be a great place to start. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess I'll start with, I I um, grew up in Washington State, um, lived in Seattle growing up, and then moved to Spokane, Washington for high school. Um, did a lot of things in high school. I've always been really entrepreneurial. I actually managed like metal bands in high school and did a bunch <laughs> yeah. of really weird things. Um, and then I decided I needed some sun. So I went to school in San Diego um, at San Diego State. And while I was there, I was building an advertising technology company. Um, and basically what we did was we like drove 
user acquisition for apps like Uber and Amazon and eBay and um, a bunch of others. So I was building that company while I was at San Diego State. Um, and then we were just growing so fast. We opened a New York office while I was at San Diego State. And I um, took the summer off to come and work out of the New York office and just ended up never going back. Um, <laughs> which, yeah, I actually like never even, even officially dropped out or anything. I just, <laughs> just a super long vacation. And they just like on a hell of long leave of absence. <laughs> Literally, I, I don't know if they like still think I'm coming back or something, but <laughs> um, that was a few years ago now. Um, but anyway, so I like kind of, while I was working on this ad tech company, um, I also started earth on the side cause I've always been super passionate about travel. Um, so that kind of just started out as me, you know, curating all of these places that I wanted to visit, um, which I'm sure we'll kind of dive into that more later. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I was living in New York, working on this ad tech company, um, ended up leaving, worked on a bunch of different things, but um, most of my background is is in advertising technology, um, growth, and, and consumer software, so apps and um, different things like that. Nice. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, like kind of like the business side. I'm curious because like a lot of people start Instagram accounts like Earth um, and want to like just curate things, but how have you um, and then how have you been able to like kind of monetize that? And then as well as like how does that transition into what you're doing now with Unfold. Yeah, totally. So yeah, there's a ton of like different theme and parody accounts out there. Um, I think that, well, when I was working on my first advertising technology company, we were um, driving all of these like users to these different apps, basically using these accounts. Um, so all of these accounts would like sign up to the platform and they would, you know, push installs out. Um, and so I really saw the power behind these, but they were all like selling like, you know, three hour shout outs on their, you know, Instagram yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and I was like, wow, there's like so much power here and they have so much reach, but they're, you know, selling themselves so short mm-hmm. um, by just like posting any random ad that's like completely untargeted to their audience. Um, so basically I started Earth because I knew all of these people who own these accounts. I knew how they grew them. I kind of knew the strategy behind it. But also the other thing was that, um, like most of these accounts would just steal the content and they would never yeah. credit mm-hmm. the creators. Um, and I was like, I think there's a really cool opportunity here to like actually use this to like bring the community together and help build up these creators and photographers and give them exposure. Um, so that's always been something that I've been really diligent about is like every single post, like, like credit goes on the second line of the mm-hmm. caption always. Yeah. So it's like not invisible below the fold, like everyone sees it. Um, and, and always just being, again, like really diligent to give credit back to creators, like help drive traffic back to them because, you know, we're using their work. Um, but that's kind of like how the growth side of it happened. Um, and obviously like we know there's a lot of money in influencer marketing. There was like a huge shift going on, um, kind of when I, when I decided to start that. Um, and now we're doing like a lot of different things. We're like putting together media programs for pretty big brands, um, kind of using the creators in our community um, in sort of a distributed model. So like a brand can come to us and say like, we want like um, 
kind of this like distributed campaign shot, like within a two week time frame, And we mm-hmm. can pick out all of these different travel creators kind of like within our community to shoot it, you know, in Bali, shoot it in Hawaii, shoot it in Rio de Janeiro, shoot it in New York, like all within yeah. a two week time frame. where like traditionally you have to like, you know, hire out your entire mm-hmm. team and fly them to all of these places and pay for their lodging and their food and yeah. equipment and production and all of that. So they're essentially, so they're essentially paying you for your a your taste and your and b your relationship with um the like influencers and creators, um probably something that was built based on your um adamacy of like um crediting them and probably making friends with them because I I know um, we have a mutual friend Sam Elkins and and that was the reason why we got connected. Um, yeah, I'm I sure like Sam you though. just like yeah I know he's a great guy, um uh, OG first season podcaster. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Back at the um, but yeah it sounds like it's it, it kind of just sounds like you like though the relationships paid off and the, and the things that maybe you could have taken more credit for for ego or whatever from the right off rip like really paid off when yeah you gave totally i mean so like we i really haven't focused on monetizing earth i think that most of the value in it has been realized through the relationships mm-hmm. um and even in putting these like campaigns together now um it really comes down to like i know everyone in the community so well and i know their styles and so like a brand can come to me and be like we want to shoot this with this type of person and i'm like great i know these five people and like i have all of their numbers and like i'll just call them up right now um Mm. which is really cool but also kind of stemming off of this like when i started with unfold um those relationships were so massive because i mean that's how unfold started was I just went and hit all of these people up and asked them to like try it out and let me know what they thought. Um, and the next thing I knew, like all of these travel creators across the whole space were using it. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, cultivating those relationships was was so so crucial, um, and and has really like led to you know realizing success in things other like outside of Earth itself. Yeah, it's cool. Um... Because do you have anything to say about that? I feel like I've been talking the whole time. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm looking through like Earth stuff right now, and like, <clears throat> when you started it, did you have like this grand vision for like what you're doing now, or did you kind of just start it as like, I just want to like curate some stuff? Like, was was your plan this all along for what you're doing now? So at the beginning, well, like, okay, so I was like a an OG Tumblr kid. So I would Same, bro. That like all of us are out here. Um, <laughs> I'm actually okay, our new collection coming to unfold. We we keep saying like internally it's for all the Tumblr kids. I'm so hyped <laughs> on it. Um but but so I would like go through Tumblr and I would see all of these like amazing travel photos, but like no one ever tagged anything on Tumblr. Like mm-hmm. the caption never said where it was, like there were no geo tags, nothing. And so I would like save all these all of these travel photos from Tumblr to like a folder on my computer, and I like told myself that I would like figure out where all of these places were, um, yeah. and like travel there before I died, and that was like my goal. Um, and then when I started Earth, I like had a friend who like had the username, um, and I like worked out a deal with him and like got the username and um, and based. So I went and I like reverse image searched all of these images and started figuring out mm-hmm. where they actually were. Um, but that's how earth started. So I like just started posting these photos of all these places I wanted to go. And at the beginning, like actually most of those photos didn't have credit because like, again, Tumblr didn't usually like credit people. Um, but this is like back when Instagram had the, the map 
and it would like pin all of mm-hmm. your posts on the yeah. map. Do you remember that? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that, that was like me. super cool. So I was like, right. I was like curating this feed of places I wanted to go, but at the same time, like I was curating this map with all of these pins on it. Wow. Um, and it, yeah, I mean, it just grew from there as I like saw this need to like curate content outside of what I had already collected, and the natural place for that was Instagram. Yeah. So it seems like like your entrepreneurial like brain started like way back when you were just clicking through <laughs> Tumblr. Do you have like a specific memory from like when you were a kid or something else of like your earliest like entrepreneurial thing that you did? So this is really funny. So um, I just like the, my local newspaper from back home just like wrote this thing and they asked to interview my mom, which I was so stoked on. <laughs> um, so they, they called my mom and, and asked her like what her earliest memory was. And I had totally forgotten about this, but um, when I was in preschool, I would like have these crazy like lemonade stands and I was like talking (laughs) about like taking it public and like we're going to IPO and like I built out like the stand using all of this fence wood like from our backyard and I like wanted to start like selling more than lemonade. So I like started selling Kool-Aid and popsicles and whatever, but then I was really like, okay, I need to put like my upsell on. So I started going through our garage and selling things from our garage <laughs> to put the lemonade stand. So I started selling my dad's motor oil. Oh my and god! I like I'm just obsessed with that. vaguely remember this, but I remember being like, "Oh, like, do you also want to buy motor oil?" And these people were like, "What? Like, buy motor oil?" And I was like, "Yeah, like you have a car, like you need motor oil, like I have motor oil." Yeah. Um, so that was probably like my earliest memory, but incredible. Um, yeah. <laughs> I almost like I believe you because you are so crazy successful, but I want to like not believe you. <laughs> with <laughs> I that story or something, I really do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would love to see that, but no, that's awesome, man. Um, dude, I want to talk about um, maybe get into unfold a little bit more. I, I have a question that I think that we, Mackenzie and I, could definitely relate on. Um, so you have this app. Um, you joined uh, a friend of yours, right, or a business partner. Yeah. Um, and you saw the opportunity and the technology that he had developed from a creative perspective, right? Like more of an aesthetically driven perspective. Right. And from my understanding, you kind of got it into the hands of the right people, right? So you kind of want to like expand a little bit more on how you capitalize on that. Totally. So it's actually really crazy how we met. So he was getting his master's in design from Parsons here in New York. Um, yeah. And Unfold was his thesis project. And at the time I was using some like random square fit app or something to like add borders around my photos for Instagram stories. Cause I like wanted the white space. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was following me and he DM'd me and he's like, did you make this using unfold? And I was like, what's that? And he's like, well, you try it out. Um, it's my app. And I was like, sure. So I tried it and I was like, wow, this is actually like really nice. Um, and I realized he went to Parsons and it turns out we lived half a mile from each other, just hmm. serendipitously. Wow. Um, yeah. so we ended up grabbing coffee and I just started drilling him with all of these questions. I was like, what's your background? Like who built this? Like, do you have funding? What's the growth? Like, what's your roadmap? Um, and we chatted for like two hours. And at the end of this, he's like, all right, like, do you want to do this with me? Um, so it's wow. like very crazy and like progressed really, really fast. Um, but yeah, no, I like, so like I said, I was using an app to like do, you know, basically what unfold does, but it was like a very like makeshift way. Like this app wasn't made for Instagram stories. Like Mm -hmm. it was just allowing me to add white borders around it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, 
I, I'm always like interested in building things out that I want to use myself um, because I think that like then I'll be passionate about the product and I'll like have a vision for like what needs to happen and where it'll go um, rather than like building something for, you know, a target demographic that I don't fit. Um, so that's like why I was initially really interested in it is it was like, okay, well, if I see, you know, a need for this, then probably a lot of other people do too. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so like I got involved, um, and I mean, at this time the app had like 250 users, like, um, it was very, very like bare bones. Um, and also like, um, Alfonso at the time didn't have any funding. Like he was literally like borrowing, like Two hundred dollars from his parents to like push an update for the app, um, so I was kind of able to come in and like, you know, back it a little bit more, um, but also help on the growth side. And I had you know had previous experience in apps, so I was able to kind of plug in my knowledge and help kind of shape the vision for the product product a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, it was really like at the beginning, it was just getting it in the hands of the right people and um, getting the right feedback. Um, which I mean, those are all things that we still value today for sure. And like getting it in the hands of the right people and, um, and user feedback, we, you know, is so, so important for us and, and iterating and um, keeping it useful for everyone. But yeah, I mean, that was, the, that was really first step in the project. Yeah. I feel like um, it's just, it's just interesting, like the way you guys capitalized on that. Cause you, you talk about this, you talk about this platform like Instagram um, that is 100% purely based on, on creating an aesthetic or creating something, you know, you know what Instagram built into the app, uh, it was basically made for people to break those rules and to, to make it better, right? So it's like you have these images that you can upload and you have these filters on them and then all of a sudden like, you know, Visco comes out and then people are like designing things and people are starting to take photos on DSLRs and, and stuff like that. And it's so interesting to me, interesting to me that in 2016 when stories came out, um, nobody really jumped on it like as quickly as you think they would have. Um, mm-hmm. you, it's like you have these Instagram stories and we have a type tool and then, Oh, they keep giving, they're giving us like things like gifts and stuff like that. And, and the reason I bring that up is because Mackenzie and I, um, and like mouthwash in general, when we first started, um, we were like, we want to like, not just like type on our Instagram story that we released a podcast or that we're selling a magazine. Like we want to actually like design vertical assets. Um, you and I just love the guy. I love the stuff you guys do. It's like, oh, thanks, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, you were just a little bit smarter than us. I guess we could have been where you are. Now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, that's just me joking. But yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, and and we, I think I'm so fascinated by your ability to to make that consumer friendly for people. And because um, I think for us, like we unintentionally kind of make it feel as if that idea is very far away. Like designing, aesthetically designing, like. Mm-hmm even something as simple as Instagram stories when that idea isn't that far away. And, and it's cool that you brought that within arm's reach of people. I'm, I'm sure you would agree, Mackenzie. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, we were, I feel like when we started doing that is when people weren't really uploading their own assets on there. They're just kind of like taking photos. So it's the same kind of mindset of like, okay, what is something that I would want to see? So let me make it. And then, so it's kind of similar in the way that you came upon that idea is like, okay, I'm doing this thing in a roundabout way. Like, how can I do it? How can I make it easier and more accessible in a way that people aren't doing it? Hmm. Totally, 100%. And I mean, it's all accessibility, right? Like I say this all the time, like you, the things that you can do in Unfold, you can do in a million other apps, right? right. Like right. you can do it in Photoshop, like you can do it in, you know, different apps that are even available for iOS, but it's being able to like streamline it and make it easier for mm-hmm. people. And it's like all about the packaging, 
right? Yeah. Um, But something that you said, Alex, was really interesting about like how people started using Visco, um, which I think is a really important point. Like when Instagram came out, like the native filters available in Instagram, like Toaster and all of these, were like such a major pull for new users to come into the app. Because like right. at the time, those filters were like really cool and creative. Oh, totally, but, they were awesome. But then like Visco came around and like did them better, and I think kind of like we saw the same thing with Stories happen. It's like people come onto this new format, and it's like we're going to use like the native tools that you know are available to us, and it's going to be more raw. But then there's this like need to do things like better than everyone else, yeah, um, and kind of like one up everyone. And I think we're seeing the same thing with stories, right? So it like starts out raw and like using the native tools, but then shifts into like um, trying to stand out from the crowd and um, kind of capture capture the attention. Because I mean, it's really just like an endless feed of content. It's like, how can I get someone totally. to spend that extra second looking at this thing? Exactly. Um, and so, I mean, we're all we're all battling for the same viewership. Um, right. But anyway, I think that that's a really interesting kind of trend that we saw with feed, and then we saw again with stories. And I think we were. I mean, hopefully, knock on wood, but I think we kind of captured the same thing that Visco captured for feed for stories, and hopefully, mm-hmm. we're able to keep that and like innovate along with it. Um, but I think that's that's a really interesting insight that we've pulled out of um, kind of the progression of these different formats and tools within Instagram. Totally, yeah, man. I think it's I think it's so fascinating, and and something you just said too to bounce back to you is uh, you said any anything that deserves an extra second of your time, right? So we we talked about when Mackenzie and I were talking about like how important design is, and 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 then another point too that you brought up um, was something that we talked with um, a guest a couple of weeks ago with Puno is like there's so many like apps out there that probably do almost exactly what Unfold does, um, but. It's the way you designed it. And I think UX design is so important. And it's like, this thing is easy to use. Um, it's like, I don't know. It's like, it's it's easy to use. It looks great. It looks different. It like um, will stand out um, amongst all like other 50 stories that are mm-hmm. um, next, over the next 50 stories. Um, this one's going to stand out to people. Um, and and you're earning people's attention, which is is really the greatest currency in today's world um, on the digital on the digital surface. Um, but yeah, it, it's so interesting to just kind of like recapping all of that, you know? Yeah, no, totally. When you started and you like kind of joined forces, what in the very beginning stages, did you like do anything that was like, okay, we need to totally backtrack and redo this a different way. Like after you got feedback, like what was the biggest thing you were getting in feedback or do you feel like you kind of got it right on the first time? So this is a tough question. I like I don't want to say we got it right on the first time, but there hasn't been anything that we've like rolled back majorly. Um, I think that we've been really, really careful with like everything that we've done and everything that we've added. And I mean, I, I guess we kind of feel like our growth justifies the fact that like we did something right the first time. And so like, let's not completely rethink that and potentially screw it all up. For sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, with yeah, we haven't like majorly rolled anything back. I think that we're we're working on a like total app redesign right now um, because I think that we have a lot of improvement, you know, to be had there. Uh, because I mean, really, the like the UI of the app is still what it was when there was two hundred users, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but I think that something that's really interesting is um, Alfonso, my co-founder, um, his background before he was getting his master's in, in strategic design from Parsons was um, architecture. 
Mm. And so he says that he like tried to design the app like a, a building. And like when you design a building, you have to envision like how people are going to walk through it and like how they're they're going to feel and like how these different rooms are going to be utilized and like make sure you um, take advantage of all of the space. And I think that that's really interesting. Um, Like when you go into unfold, like there's the plus button and that's like really the only thing you can do. And then you have to name your story. And like the justification Mm -hmm. for that was like, if someone names their story, they'll spend more time on it because they care about it because they've given it a name. So I think that like those points are pretty interesting. Um, And I don't know, I think he, I think he got it pretty right on the first shot, but we're yeah. we're always looking for ways to to improve on what we've you are know, you just, are, designed. Are you, just, are you waiting for the are you waiting for the rollback? <laughs> waiting for it to happen, or do you guys feel pretty good about where you're at? I think we feel, feel pretty like, good about where we at where we're at. I think yeah. like in the redesign, like I there's a lot of things that I want to happen more aesthetically, but as far as like actual functionality goes, I think I think we're pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I mean, who even knows, man? <laughs> There's always right. so many like A-B <laughs> tests and whatever that you can run. Um, totally. And actually like, this is crazy, but we've never run an A-B test. Wow. So like, just to be fully transparent, like we really yeah. have no idea if this is the best way to like, you know, design this and and have the have the app flow, but mm-hmm. um, something seems to be working. So I yeah, guess we're just rolling I, with it. Yeah, I guess you guys are just going with what it feels right, um, which is so cool. Um, I guess... One of the biggest uh, pieces of context for this is that Andy's 23 years old and he just made Forbes 30 under 30. Um, so congrats on that, bro. Like, that's Thank you so much. so crazy. Um, there's a ton of articles about him, so you guys can read about um, what is happening at Unfold. Um, and I guess like for my question, um, the next question for that, and Mackenzie, I think this is something you wrote down, is um, at 18 years old, five years ago, um, what did you think you would be doing now? I'm, that is like one of the toughest questions anyone could ever ask me. Yeah. Well, at that um, point, you were going to San Diego from the East Coast, right? From Washington State. So um, I was still in Washington State. Um, I was actually still in high school. I was, I think, in the beginning of my senior year. Okay. Um, man, I don't know. I mean, it's it's so tough. I, I honestly, I had a really tough time in high school. I, I did not fit in. I was like... I broke all the rules. I like was not, I was not a shining and shining child. Um, but I don't know. Like, I feel like I, throughout high school, like I was having so, I had so many ideas and like whatever. And I feel like, um, I didn't really get a whole lot of, um, encouragement from my teachers to like pursue these things. And it was very much like, why aren't you doing your homework? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you can't be successful with these things if you're not, you know, um, doing, doing your algebra, but I don't know. I mean, when I was in high school, I thought like, I, I was obsessed with design. I kind of just wanted to be like a, a graphic designer. Mm. Um, I know that's not super inspiring, but, um, I really, I really felt this like glass ceiling. Um, and I thought that like, what, I don't know, like the city I was born into, like the school that I was in, like, for context, like I applied to four different colleges and I only got into one and it was like a fluke that I got into San Diego state because (laughs) it turns out that like the average GPA is like a three, eight, eight or something like that. Oh wow! And like I was like a three, seven or something. So anyway, like I still feel like that was a fluke. And I mean, I was coming into that, like in my senior year, just feeling completely like defeated and like, Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not good enough. Um, so I, I don't know, like five years ago, like I could never have imagined that any of this would be going on. 
um, sure. which is so cool, but I guess like also super inspiring um, that like, totally. I don't know, like you can, you can think that you're completely defeated by the world, but you know, just keep right. working at it and whatever and um, pursuing opportunities wherever you can find them. Um, yeah. So cool. So uh, do, like you started at that point where you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm just going to go to school at the school that I don't even know how you made it into. And then <laughs> end up dropping out and like making these like multiple super successful things. So I'm interested to hear what you have to say about like common misconceptions about someone like you who's so young and is so successful. Cause I feel like there's probably a lot of people on the outside who are like, man, like, he's so lucky his life must be a breeze. Like, wow, he really had his big break. So like, what is it like from your perspective? And like, what do you think people are kind of like getting wrong when they think about your journey? Totally. Um, I think that, I think that it's easy to think that people have it all figured out. Number one. Um, I mean, I, I've thought that thought the same thing about so many people, right? It's like, oh, like if they were able to build this thing or like figure this out, like they must know everything. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I feel like I know nothing, like truly. Like, um, I think that we all kind of think that there's all of these rules in life that like we need to follow and like step by steps. And like we live in the age of like YouTube tutorials and how to's mm-hmm. and like, the right way to do things. Um, and I really feel like there's no right way to do it. And, and I don't know, like, um, like I said, I really just feel like I, I know nothing and I'm learning every day. Um, but I think that that's, that's probably the most important thing that I've learned is just keeping a growth mindset and constantly Mm -hmm. just being like, how can I learn? How can I get better? What don't I know? How can I like learn more about these things? Um, and being able to just like, um, identify your weaknesses and, and grow upon them and figure out the resources that you need to tap into to, to be able to grow, um, I think hmm. is, is yeah. probably the most important mindset that I've been able to cultivate. Do you have a routine like in the morning when you wake up? Um, yes and no. I, I always try to work out. Um, I try to like eat the same thing. I've been worse on it lately. Like when life gets crazy, my routine yeah. seems to kind of go out the window. Um, but also, like, I, th- I think that there's there's two sides to this because I think that a routine is, like, super, super crucial for being productive, but also, like, kills creativity. Huh. And so wow. I think that Talk it's, about like, that. I think it's, like, a, a real balance. I don't know. Like, I, I think it's – okay, there was this period in my life where um, after I dropped out of school, I moved to New York. I was working on this ad tech company. I left the ad tech company, and then – Within a year, I did. I made all of these moves. So I moved to San Diego, then I moved to Mexico, then I moved to LA, and then I moved back home to Spokane for a little bit. Then I moved to San Francisco. Then I met these guys randomly and moved to Uruguay with them two weeks later. Oh then I moved back to San Francisco. <laughs> then I moved to New York. Bro. And that was all in a year. And by the end of that, I was like so exhausted. I was like, I can, I was living out of like a duffel bag for that whole time. Yeah. And I was like, I am craving routine so hard right now. Like Mm. I need it. Like, I feel like I haven't been able to like actually sit down and be efficient in so long because I'm using so much of my brain power on like simple things. Like where do Mm. I go to do laundry? Like where do I get breakfast? Like, or I'm like in Uruguay, like I don't speak Spanish. Like I'm having to use all my brain power, like figuring out how to buy groceries. You know what I mean? (laughs) 
Um, yeah. But at the same time, like your brain is so turned on in those scenarios. And I feel like you're mm-hmm. it, like stimulate so much creativity because you're being introduced to all of these like new concepts and environments that you're not familiar with. Um, sure. But then on the other side of that, like routine is so crucial if you want to like save your energy and brain power for like pure input and like being efficient. Um, like if you're just in a period of life where you're like, I need to sit down and like grind on this for like however long and get this project done, like probably not the best for you to be like traveling the world and like spending all of your brain power on like doing day-to-day things. Um, but I don't know. I, I think the balance is so, so crucial. And that's why I like try to travel so much. And also like our whole unfold team is remote. And we encourage everyone to travel as much as they can, like for that reason. I think that balance is so, so crucial. For Um, sure. Just like for creativity, but also like not burning out and everything else. But um, it's all a balance, man, for sure. Totally. Do you, as you're running all this, all of these things and like managing all these people, do you have a hard time like clocking out, going home, like doing other things? Yeah, I mean, totally. I I think that... um, and I mean, you guys, of course, know this, but the, the life as an entrepreneur, even as a, like a freelancer is, mm-hmm. you know, nonstop. Um, and there's no real like work-life balance. That's but, it's 1030 and you're on a podcast. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but I think it's about, I think that's like why it's so important to do things that you're passionate about or that you love, because then, you know, you don't need work-life balance. They're, they become one and the same, um, mm-hmm. which I've tried to be so diligent about in choosing what I work on. Um, because I want to be able to work on things all the time and not feel like I lack balance. Um, well, I think like there's there is like some misconceptions about that because um, I mean it is important, like you said, to travel, to experience new things, to do things that are not just sitting down and working. But I think I've experienced in my life. I'm um, like the only creative in my family. I'm the only one who kind of does this like freelance, doing my own thing on the side type thing, and I've. I've gotten feedback from like my family who's like, you never stop working. Like you're always doing this stuff, but really like it does become one and the same. And it is like, if I were to choose what I'd be doing, it would be working on this thing. So it's like, totally. it's feeding what I'm doing and it's life giving and energizing, but there's like some, there's like misconception where it's like, you're just a workaholic. You never stop. <laughs> well, I think people, I think people's perception of what work means to them is, is, is pretty negative, like through the lens of, you know, modern day society. I mean, and what's the percentage of people that don't enjoy the job that they go to every day? And, right. and I, I mean, I think we're all the same probably in nature where it's like, people ask me like, so what do you do outside of work? And I'm like, I don't really know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. And, um, and so, and there's that. And it's also just like, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel like, uh, the work that we do is like, this is like my life. Like this is my life's work. This is what I'm pouring like everything into. Um, and at the end of the day, when I die, I hope I can say I made something I'm proud of. Um, and, and I think the perception, if your perception and um, your, your mentality into work, it looks like a little bit like that. I definitely think Mackenzie, what you're saying is that it's, it's a different conversation that you're having with those people, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, for sure. Totally. I think, I think it's also like your family is a little bit of a unique case. Um, like I remember going on family vacations and being like, okay, like I need to carve out four hours to work today. And my whole family's like, why can't you just like be on vacation? Like, because like, I want to do these things. Right. Um, But I think like, also, I don't know, like being in New York, no one is ever like, oh, you're a workaholic because I think it's just kind of assumed Mm -hmm. that everyone in New York is that way. 
Um, yeah. But I don't know. I remember having the same challenges with my family. They're like, mm-hmm. why are you working so much? I remember times where I was like, I can't go to soccer practice. I have to work. And like, what are you talking about? <laughs> You're like 13. i love it please when you wore a bluetooth in high school (laughs) (laughs) you probably would yeah like the little bluetooth uh earbud um yeah i feel like um what was i gonna say i was gonna say something i was gonna say something and i was gonna say something and then i forgot and then you guys start talking again and then i remembered Um, (laughs) you forgot again and then i forgot again Uh, oh i i think what i was gonna say is like yeah, it was what you're talking about, Mackenzie. Is like, like when I like vacation to me is when I get the time to actually work on the things that I want to work on. Right. So like, like mouthwash, like when I get to work on mouthwash, or like when we get to design something, or take a photo, or come up with a new idea for like um, the magazine or some of the stuff that we're launching in 2019. It's like, man, that feels like vacation to me. Like this is like what I want to do. You know, it feels like I'm sitting on the beach right now. Like y'all can y'all can enjoy the sun. Like <laughs> this uh-huh. is what I'm gonna do. I love that so much, though. I've I've yeah. never really thought about it that way, but that's so cool. Yeah, it's great, man um question you think about your question i'll think of a different question um (laughs) so andy you seem like someone who is like constantly doing a million things thinking about all these ideas all these things you're running like are you at the place right now where you're just managing improving working on what you're doing or like are you already thinking like what's my next thing this is really, really, really hard for me because my nature is to be like, what's the next thing? Like, I like to work on things for like three months and then be like, okay, wrap it up. Like, <laughs> to go, like I'm moving on, um, which is not necessarily a quality of successful entrepreneurs, um, <laughs> not necessarily a quality of persistence. Um, so that's something that I've really been trying to work on. So like, I don't know, like my nature is a hundred percent to be like, what's next? Like I'm, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? Um, but I'm kind of like, okay, got something good going on here. Like probably shouldn't like spread myself even more thin. Um, but I also think there's this really interesting quote by Scott Belsky and he says, um, young creative minds don't need more ideas. They need to take more responsibility with the ideas they've already got, which Mm. I think is really, really interesting and something that I've like really been trying to meditate on. Um, because I think that that definitely applies to me and I need to take more responsibility with the ideas that I already have, um, rather than spreading myself more thin. So, yeah, that's really good. Dude, who are you, who are some of your, like, um, from, from this conversation, I can tell that you read a lot and like you have a lot of input because I guess, I guess everybody knows that, but to have like a lot of output, you have to have like even way more input. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious as to like, who were your heroes growing up and like, who are the the people you were reading about and who were the people you were looking at on screen and said like, I'm going to be you one day. That's such a tough question. Um, man, I don't know. I mean, yeah. this is one of those questions where, you know, like those questions where everyone has an answer and yeah. you're like, if they ask me that, like, I really don't know what I would say. <laughs> I feel like that's me right now. I don't know. I mean, I think that rather like, rather than trying to like idolize people or like um, turn people into these like pillars of inspiration for myself, I try to do that more with ideas. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like I can think of, I-, I love to like collect quotes and like photos and like, just all, all different sorts of things and put them into, into like this inspiration document that I mm-hmm. like go to 
kind of as that source of like who I want to be or what I want to do or like things I want to live by. Um, But I can't really think of like any person that I've done that with. Like all of these things are remnants of people, obviously. Totally. Honestly, I don't even know why I asked that question because I hate it when people ask me like who my favorite photographer is and stuff like that because I don't don't really like ever have an answer for that. I feel like I'm inspired by people like – Well, there's always like – there's always a person who's like, there, there's like one high school teacher that like told me to get out of my seat and do my thing. Yeah, I know. And I don't know. Like, one of those stories. Yeah, I'm not here for that. <laughs> Thanks for letting us down, Andy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I was just, I was just curious. But. I think, I think of anyone, it was my parents, truthfully, yeah. because I think that my parents, like, despite like my teachers not supporting me or like me getting in trouble in school or whatever, like they always thought it was crazy for sure. They were like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? But they've always supported me, like, no doubt. And, like, I remember when I told my parents that I wasn't going to go back to school. And they were like, well, we've always put a lot of trust in you. You've always made good decisions. Um, You've never let us down. And Mm. we're going to put that same trust in you now. Yeah. And I think, like, I don't know. I I appreciate them so much. And it would have been so easy for them to, like, shut down my – you know, entrepreneurial mindset growing up, but they were always like, yeah, you want to go like sell our motor oil in the driveway? Like go (laughs) for it. Go do it. Yeah. You want us to drive you to the store so you can buy like 10 pounds of sugar to dump into this Kool-Aid mix to like sell on the corner, like a hundred percent. You had the Kool-Aid on steroids, bro. Literally. Who knew what I was (laughs) slipping into there? Um, But I don't know, like I, if of anyone, it was my parents um for just like always encouraging me and cultivating cultivating what i had going um so i I guess that's like the easy answer probably pretty cliche but um, that's all i got no yeah it's good man um i have a question uh for people who like i guess this is a question for me is like how do i (laughs) i feel like a uh, I'm I'm the I'm the listener here and the interviewer, but um, for people for people that do have like um, dreams or aspire to to be like entrepreneurial in some way, like what's what's like the one thing you like really do hold on to and the, the biggest piece of advice? Maybe the thing that you're going through right now in this season that you give to people. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of curious as to what what you would tell somebody who's trying to kind of do the same thing. Okay, so. In for 30 under 30, they interviewed ever or they, they didn't interview, they like polled everyone who won and they asked us a bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. And it, they asked us what quality is most important in being an entrepreneur. And like 75% of 30 under 30 um, said grit. And I think that that is so, so important is just to have grit and like never give up and always find a way. Um, and I think kind of what I was saying earlier about having a growth mindset, like assume, you know, nothing, um, Mm -hmm. go in, like act like, you know, nothing, find, you know, pull information from anywhere you can find the best resources out there. Just be a sponge. And this is, I'm going to talk about Sam Elkins for a second. If people listening do not know Sam, Sam is phenomenal. But Sam, I don't know. I don't know if I should blow Sam's spot like this. But Sam told me he was moving to LA. He said, I want to get into doing more video stuff. And I want to go and I want to assist under all of these like videographers and cinematographers that I love. And I want to act like no one. And like, this is someone who has like 700,000 followers, like is crushing it and tells me that he wants to move to LA and assist to learn from (laughs) these people who are amazing at making films. And I was like, whoa, like that takes so much humbleness. And like, 
just so much character to be able to do that. And like, that was something that I learned from a lot. And Mm. um, so I think that, I don't know, kind of to come back to your question, like, what would I tell other people out there who like, want to, you know, pursue something or be an entrepreneur? Grit is so important, but also keeping a growth mindset, being humble and being open to learning. And Mm. like, always figuring out where you can learn, read a ton, absorb all of the ideas that you can, um, be as open-minded as possible, assume nothing. Like those are, I don't know, (laughs) those are my, that's my best advice. But um, I really learned so much from Sam um, from doing that. And I think that 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 is is so important for anyone looking to do, to, to do something. So cool. Yeah. How'd you meet Sam? Um, through Instagram. He just DM'd me. He was coming to New York. Um, and I guess he had like asked a friend, like, who should I meet with in New York? Um, and then we got ramen and I flew out to um, Salt Lake City like two weeks later and went on a like five day road trip with him. Oh, nice. So, yeah. yeah. That's cool. I feel like that's how he, he, he captures all his friends by taking them all on road trips. Right. He's like, let's go on a road <laughs> trip. Right. right. Um, yeah, dude, that's so cool. I do you feel like uh, there's something that you wanted to talk about on this that we didn't uh, get around to asking you? Hmm. Um, I don't know. Tough one. Um, I guess you, (laughs) I guess you, well, you open this up about um, talking about unfold and kind of the fast company thing. Um, Super excited about unfold. We have a new collection coming out um, tomorrow called digital wave which like I said, is like for all the Tumblr kids out there. Um, Super cool. And then we also just launched our agency, Unfold for Brands, where we're working with brands to create branded collections. Um, So we just did one with Equinox, which we're super hyped on. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're kind of trying to ramp up the agency side of things um, to kind of support the consumer side and and kind of have a nice balance between the two. Um, But some things I'm super excited for and working on a lot of things there. But... um, I just want to thank you guys too for having me on. This has been so fun. Yeah. I, I think Mackenzie and I have been learning a lot <laughs> this season and Abe and, and Bianca. Like mm-hmm. it, it's interesting because when we we started the podcast last last year and it was kind of like, oh, we have like a lot of friends who are like successful photographers. I think I have a lot to learn from them. And then also like all these people out there that know us have a lot to learn from them as well. And, you know, we got through like 12 episodes of that and we were like, man, we kind of like had – we had different conversations, but it was like very similar mm-hmm. um, over and over again and kind of stepping into this territory of like picking the minds of people who are kind of building something bigger than themselves. Um, it's been really good to like hear from people like you and um, people like Puno that we had early on earlier in the season and just kind of people who are like, they're like, their foundation is very creative, but they're like capitalizing in ways other than just like making art or being hired to be the artist mm-hmm. um and it's just it's just different and it's really cool so i i want to thank you for you know, spending the time to come on here and, and talk to us i'm sure mackenzie feels the same yeah. way yeah thank absolutely you. guys thank you so much for having me on and questions like this like also get my mind spinning um <laughs> and and do good things for me so i want to thank you guys as well this is so great yeah, totally cool um for all you guys listening you guys should check out andy mccune uh his link will be in the bio he's the founder of a app called earth or instagram feed called earth which is more than an instagram feed um and also the co-founder of an app called unfold uh, he also just hit Forbes 30 under 30 for 2019. Is that what they do it? They do it 2019 or 2019? Yeah. yeah, yeah, 2019. Okay. 
cool. Um, but yeah, dude, thanks for, for chatting with us. We'll talk soon. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Have a good one. Thanks again for listening to the Mouthwash Podcast. For more information, you can follow us on social media or check us out at mouthwash.com.